What is going on, guys? This is the Buzzin' with the Boys podcast, the podcast where my two best friends and I get together and talk about sports and share a few drinks. So if you are a fan of sports, this is the podcast for you. We're going to have a good time. Uh, we might have a little friendly banter, maybe be a little bit abrasive, but it's going to be a good time. And now I'm going to open the floor to Jordan to introduce himself so you can get a little bit to know about him. What's going on, guys? Um, my name is Jordan, as Steven said earlier. Um, I'm from right outside of Nashville from a town called Bethesda, Tennessee. Um, you guys probably don't know where that is, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about my sports background. I grew up playing baseball, soccer, and basketball. I ended up going to college for being a basketball student assistant where I coached the number one player in the country in junior college basketball. And uh, Our goal for this podcast, personally for me, is to make this fun and entertaining and also uh, just a place where you can go to learn a little bit about sports and uh, also, like I said, have a good time. And then as I say that, I'm going to throw it to Tony. He's going to tell us a little bit about himself, and we're going to go back to Steven. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, that was great. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Tony Maldonado. Um, I'm from Shoveville, Tennessee. I think Shoveville's a little bit smaller than uh, Bethesda is there. All right, Jordan? <laughs> we're having a little bit of a competition on that. Um, so I played um, So I played baseball, football, you know, and on the occasional I, Occasional golf, I play a little bit of that too. Uh, so for my my goal for the podcast is just to, you know connect with you guys, man. I want I want to connect with you guys and you know get to where get to a point to where we can ha- just have friendly conversation. You know, you write in, we tell you what we think, give you our opinion, um, and just share a couple drinks together, man. Um, so like Stephen said earlier, every Monday that we every Monday we plan on getting together. Um, just, you know, talking about, you know, what had just happened the week before as far as sports and just sharing a couple beers together, honestly. Um, all right, Stephen, uh, you got anything else to say, man? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I didn't, I didn't really take a moment to introduce myself, just introducing the podcast. So you know what, what to expect from this. You're not going to hear this every week. Um, you're just get, we're just letting you guys get a chance to get to know us a little bit. Um, but for myself, I grew up in Georgia. I grew up in Georgia in the greater Atlanta area in a, in a town called Cumming. It's, uh, yeah, laugh about it. It is, it is called Cumming, Georgia. Um, it is Forsyth County. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome, awesome area, obviously not as small uh, of towns as, as Tony and Jordan grew up in. So naturally, I am an Atlanta sports fan growing up in that area. Um, so, yeah, I, I do live a life of tragedy being an Atlanta sports fan, but, you know, <laughs> d- die hard. I'm actually wearing a big jersey right now. Um, you guys can't see that, but eventually we're going to put out a video version of this podcast as we start to grow. Uh, that way you guys can get to connect with us a little bit more. But this is going to be a fun podcast. We're, we're going to try our best to just, just be ourselves and have a good time, just have the conversations that the three of us normally would have together. Um, Jordan and I like to talk a lot of shit to each other. We go back and forth uh, about our teams because um, he didn't mention this, I don't believe, but he is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan and I'm an Atlanta Hawks fan. So um, we, we go back and forth a lot. Um, as an Atlanta Hawks fan, I've lived a lot of disappointment. So you're going to hear a lot of banter back and forth, but we're just here to have, we're here to have a good time. I uh, hope you guys can enjoy this. And as this podcast grows, 
uh, as we continue to do this. Uh, obviously, things are going to evolve, but uh, it's it's going to be a lot of vomit of the mouth at first. But I hope you guys can stick around and see the vision with us. But uh, let's just let's jump right into it. Let's get into our talking points. So uh, as we were planning for this, we decided that we're going to kind of touch everything as, as far as sports. Really, we're basketball and football fans, so that's going to be the main topic of, of conversation. So if you're a fan of golf or baseball, maybe this isn't the podcast for you. But if you're a fan of baseball or sorry, basketball and football, this is going to be your home. I guarantee you, you're going to have a good time. So we're going to jump right into it really quick. So the, the first talking point here that uh, that we went over is um, we're, we're going to be addressing some of the latest things with the NFL. Um, so as you know, we're in the NFL playoffs right now, um, an exciting time. And uh, so one of the first things that I want to touch on is what has already happened so far. Um, the games that have already uh, transpired have been some pretty exciting ones. The first thing I want to first one I want to touch base on was the Seahawks game from the other day. Uh, we have a legend returning, um, a household name, a fan favorite in Marshawn Lynch. Um, he, he's returning, and honestly, he uh, he had a decent showing uh, against the Vikings. Uh, he they they went managed to pull out a pull out a win. Um, you know, nice to see Beast Mode back out on the field. You know, he he announced his retirement a few years back, came back, played a played a season with the Raiders, and um, dipped set again. And the Seahawks saw some value in him coming into the playoffs. And we're like, let's let's grab Beast Mode. Let's see what he can do. And he's been he's you know veteran leadership as well as just just a good 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 old fashioned shit talker, which everyone needs a little bit of that. Everyone needs a little shit talking energy. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn. It- the boys, real quick, get y'all's opinion on uh, on the the NFL playoff. Yeah, so far. I mean, I'm gonna touch on the Seahawks and Eagles like you did. Um, I really don't know how Marshawn Lynch went unemployed for a year. I mean, the last time we saw him, he was with Oakland, and I believe he ran for almost a thousand yards, if not over it. Um, the dude's a beast. I mean, anybody who pulls up to the Seahawks facility and rains skittles onto the parking lot. Is automatically <laughs> is automatically my favorite player in the NFL. Um, the one thing I learned from that game, though, is that Carson Wentz is not a franchise quarterback. And I know a nope. lot of the Eagles fans are going to argue with me, and uh, you know, automatically try to throw you know a fight with me. But <laughs> throw some is, hands with you, man. Exactly. You're try to do. Yeah, Wentz is a great <laughs> hey, quarterback. Wanna, Don't get me hey. wrong when he is healthy. But Wentz cannot stay healthy, and that's the problem. And I know we got a concussion in this game, and that's different from a slip disc and the knee injuries he's had. But, I mean, his history does not rub off well for me. And I really believe the Eagles should move on sooner rather than later. And I, I do want to apologize. I, I want to apologize. I did say Vikings earlier. Yeah, as yeah, I know yeah. they played the Saints. I'm, my my apologies at, uh, for that. But, yeah, seeing seeing – yeah, Vikings the, got through, the, man. You gotta watch. You gotta watch yeah. it, man. Vikings got yeah. through. Yeah, the let me take a brief now. moment and say, sorry, sorry, Saints fan, Falcons fan. That's a dub for me. You know, I love, I love, I love Drew Brees. Uh, I love that. I love that team. But that's a dub for me. Seeing, seeing the Saints, seeing the Saints get knocked out by the the Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins as their leader. Man, hey, hey don't you talk shit about <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Hey. 
<laughs> I told my dad this the other day, if we had Kirk Cousins, and I'm a Titans fan, I'm sorry I didn't say that earlier, but if we had Kirk Cousins, I'd be happy in my life because because of three words. You like that, huh? <laughs> uh, I'm not... I'm not gonna lie, dude. Easy there, that dude. Okay. That dude throws a five-yard pass, or he throws a fifty-yard pass, and I love it every single play. Um, I really think the Vikings are a contender, and moving on to next week against the 49ers, I really think they can make a move. Yeah. So, so that that's you bring up you bring up a good point there uh, up against the 49ers. So we we've seen the uh, the 49ers this year really look look like a. A pretty sound team. A lot of a lot of people were surprised by by what they were able to do. Old Jimmy G, you know, uh, you know, coming through for him. I, you know, I know he had some some rough patches throughout the season, but we, we all know he he was a student of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. So, I mean, the man the man has has had some some great great teachers along the way, and has has really pushed the uh, 49ers into uh, into a, a pretty sound season. No, I mean, uh, they, he really is, and I, I want to ask you how much creatine is the defensive coordinator of the 49ers on. Dude, that guy is geeking. <laughs> that guy, is and and that's and that's that's the kind of that's the kind of energy I like to see from football. Like when when I watch football teams play, like I want a defensive coordinator that gets hyped like that, and 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 also also an offensive coordinator that loves a good block. Have you guys watched George Kittle block? That man gets yeah, more gassed up about a quality block than he does a fifty-yard reception. Like all that right. man. So when you when you bring up George Kittle, all I think about is how I had him on my fantasy team. He, yeah, like you said, he's a great blocker. You put him in the blocking uh, a blocking play, and he he's he's gonna do it. Oh yeah, like, George. Without a doubt, George, George Kittle brings it. George Kittle's George Kittle's got that dog mentality, which was a big big reason why. Uh, so the 49ers were able to have the success that they've had, but I, I, I personally, personally am a fan of what the the 49ers brand of of football that they're bringing. But I don't want to I don't want to derail us too far and, and get down a rabbit hole. So we're gonna we're gonna go back and, right. and just touch touch real quick on on each of the games. Um, we're gonna we're gonna work from start to finish here through the games that have already happened. Um, Starting with the the Titans and the Patriots, and obviously we got two Titans fans uh, here. Oh, we yeah. have Jordan, both both Titans fans, and me being a Falcons fan, and and witnessing what happened to us in the Super Bowl uh, against the Patriots. Oh. Obviously, <laughs> that's a dub. Me too. So yeah, so that's a dub. That's a dub all around. Um, the uh, the the Titans, they showed out. I mean, Derek Derrick Henry is an absolute monster. He was looking like a men against a men amongst boy, a man amongst boys. There, um, he he absolutely showed out in that in that sh- in that matchup. And Tannehill, Tannehill really didn't have a great game through the air. I think what well, he was sub one hundred, right? He was in the seventies, right? For passing yards, seventy-two yards, be exact. Yeah. So so not not a big game through the air, but they just through they, the, they were through the year. Through. No, through the year, definitely not. But well, no. Tannehill throughout the year had was was great through the year. Yeah. It's just just in this game that well, anyone's there gonna be good after year. Mariota, though. I mean, no, he's playing the NFL's number one defense. You can't give yeah, him no, credit. No, the, the man Tannehill. Tannehill's a monster. Tannehill's a monster through the just to touch on fantasy really quick through through the end of the season. I picked up Tannehill um, because my two quarterbacks were Matt Ryan and um, 
Big Ben, so you know, Big Ben got hurt, so I, I was kind of streamlining quarterbacks throughout the year and happened to land on a, a honey hole of Ryan Tannehill, and he put up big works for me. Yeah. But to, to, to touch on that game, they were playing a brand of football that Alabama played when they had Derrick Henry. When Alabama had Derrick Henry, they just handed the ball off to Derrick Henry because they knew he was going to grind and go get go ahead and get four, five, six, six yards and put them in a great second and manageable situation. And that way you're in a position where you can run play action. You can bomb you you you're in the opp- opportunity to bomb it deep in that scenario. So they played a smart brand of football and seeing Derrick Henry come alive has been one of one of the many reasons why Tennessee has been as successful as they have been this year. They they knew it was going to happen when they when they drafted Derrick Henry. They knew they were getting a dog, and he's he's starting to bring out the dog. So, yeah. um, Jordan's Jordan's a big Titans fan, so I'm gonna let him elaborate a little bit on this game. Yeah, and um, share his point. Before I say anything, I want to say <laughs> <laughs> what you gotta say. I want to say I respect Tom Brady. And I respect Bill Belichick. They're two of the best all time, and I respect the championships that they built. And obviously Tom Brady goes down as probably one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it, if not the best. But now I'm putting on my Titans hat, and I'm a Titans fan. And I want to say there was nothing sweeter in my life than sitting on the couch and watching the Tennessee Titans run that punt play where they killed about Fuck two minutes yeah. off the clock. Yeah. And Belichick was crying like a little bitch. And I'm not going to lie because Belichick has done the same thing to the NFL for years. Historically. That's his, that's yes. his, that's his MO. For years. He has done the same little trick plays or whatever you want to call it, loopholes, that the Titans did on that play. And it ended, it ended up ended costing them the game. And um, I loved it. I think everybody loved it. Everybody liked watching the end of an era. Dude, all the Titans fans really enjoyed that game, especially when it, when the when the Titans fans saw the moment that when the Patriots got that second interception, we knew it was completely over. Yeah, I mean, it was great to see it, Tom it Brady in with a touchdown pass for his career. I really, I really <laughs> think that was great. And and I will keep putting on my Titans hat here, and I think it was. I really think the Titans should give Derrick Henry whatever he wants. If he wants a lifetime contract, if he wants to be the Titans ambassador going forward, they should give him. Dude, that man went above and beyond. Yeah, he ran for 175 (laughs) yards, and not all of them was 10-yard carries. He had a bunch of one- and two-yard runs. I think it it was like a total of like 217. No, No, he was 175. With with passing and running. I mean, he did have a screenplay that went to the house. But, I mean, overall – I know you guys talked about Tannehill struggling and throwing 72 yards, but he threw a dart, absolute dart to the end zone in a play on third and eight. That's what he that, does, man. That uh, like, got him in a winning position. And, I absolutely. mean, it really – it really. I want to give credit to the Patriots defense because they only allowed 10 yards to our receivers the entire game. But uh, Anthony Frisker was absolutely the MVP of that game. Yeah, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the Patriots defense was on my fantasy team. And they had been showing out the entire season. You know, coming up to the game from the Patriots and the Titans, I, I wasn't sure how that game was going to go. Yes, I am born in Tennessee. You know, I've got Tennessee running through my veins. I'm born, born and bred Tennessee Titans fan, man. You know, all my family loves them. But I wasn't sure how that game was going to go until, you know, actually watching the game. 
Go Falcons. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go Patriots. Yeah. Uh, uh, 21. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, but I, re I really don't want to spend too much time on this because, I mean, obviously Titans are going to win the Super Bowl. But uh, moving on, moving on. I want to talk about the <laughs> moving on. I want to talk about the Bills and the Texans because that was arguably the best game of the week. And honestly, it's probably the best week of playoff football that I've seen. And honestly, the ten years that I've been really following the NFL. And uh, Josh Allen's future. I I don't I don't want you to say that yet. But I have a few reasons. Um, the Bills should have won this game hands down. They had it won. Oh, God. Um, but yeah. Josh Allen's lateral pass, that KP on when he was now. running, and he I think he gained about eight yards, and he lateraled it backwards five or six yards, and his player batted it out of bounds, and it went backwards, and it wasn't afforded a legal pass because it went behind the line of the player that was bat batting it password, or backwards. Um, batting it password? <laughs> batting it backwards. There you go, buddy. You know, batting it backwards. <laughs> I'm just like, why does the quarterback make that play in crunch time? I mean, there's a few plays that he made. I mean, he throw Hail Marys in double coverage that I was questioning. I mean, he did I mean, play it's, good it's, at the end, but I really think the Bills should have won this game. I, But you also have to consider this. You have to consider that Josh Allen, for one, is a young quarterback. He's a very, very young quarterback. And, and two, it, in that situation where he, he did – Throw a lateral pass. I, I I understand that, you know, take take what you could get there. But when you're in the playoffs, when you're in a situation like that, you're you're looking for dubs. You're looking you're looking for opportunities. And the fact the fact that in in that in that situation he thought to do that. In that situation he thought for more. He was thinking for more than what was available to him. Just shows that just shows that that, that man he can he can operate on the fly. He can think on the fly. He's he is a high he's he is a high IQ quarterback. I mean, but, but the thing is, he had it backwards on third down. He needs to, he needs to he be a little more seasoned. The drive That's the thing. Like he made it he's from a, a fourth and short to like a fourth and like ten. Yeah, and then Booger McFarland suggested them to run the ball. And then call a timeout and and don't let it get me started on Booker McFarland. There's a ton of memes out there about that man, and he's probably the worst announcer ESPN has ever hired, besides uh, whatever that basketball announcer is that played for UCLA. You know what I'm talking about? I I absolutely know what you're talking about. Yeah, I forget yeah. his name. He's tall, seven foot. I really forget his name, but <laughs> he's probably the worst announcer they've ever hired, and. And I think Tony Romo should fill that spot immediately. To Tony Romo, Bro, how many hmm? how many playoff victories does Tony Romo have? Probably a bunch against the Falcons. If you played him, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Tony Romo as a quarterback in the NFL had a s decent career. Tony Tony Romo as an announcer. Tony Romo as an announcer is the greatest announcer that's ever graced football. No, he he really calls the plays before they're even given. Tony Romo has such such a high IQ; it's unreal. Like, no, yeah, that, it's, that it's not just his IQ; it, it, it's his experience. It's it's him well, being seasoned. Well, he's he's got so much foresight, man. Like, he literally calls what's what's going to happen before it happens. Oh, for sure. But any anywho, yes, I I I think I think the Bills Bills had that had that game in the bag. Um, but I really take I, a moment to give. 
yeah. to give big props to a young quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Had a terrible first half, a very lackluster first half. But the t- the sign of a true champion is how how well do you perform when the pressure's on? And that man came back and won a game. Yeah, I mean was, it, it's it's true. I mean Josh Allen had more receiving yards than Deshaun Watson in the first half. More receiving yards? Yes, he did. Well, they, Deshaun Watson's not going shouldn't have many receiving yards. Not Deshaun yards. Watson. I mean Josh Allen had more receiving yards than <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins in the first half, and that's a problem. Yeah. That's a, that's a big problem because DeAndre Hopkins is, you know, you can argue he's, as far as efficiency goes, him, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, those guys are, as far as efficiency is concerned, are, are in are in the top conversation. So, yeah, that's a problem. No, that's, that's a, a serious problem. problem. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but he came he came through. You know, had had a iconic highlight reel moment where he was in the midst of being sacked. Had another defender coming, dipped under both of those, and completed a pass for first down. So the man, the man came through in the clutch, and I mean that's a sign of a of a, a talented quarterback. And good news is, aside from aside from JJ Watt and a few other guys, that that team's got years to come. That team's that team's pretty young, so they could they could do a lot. I think the Texans have. The Texans have a hell of a quarterback in Deshaun Watson. And not to mention the boys from Georgia. I believe he's from Gainesville, Georgia. I could be could be wrong on that, but I believe he's from Gainesville, Georgia. He was going he was in high school playing football when I was in high school, also playing football. So yeah. just 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 shout out to the Georgia boy. Yeah, and one thing I want to ask you about is um, is about Mike McCarthy. What do you think that that brings to the Cowboys? as we leave the last round of the playoffs and we look forward to the next week. Um I mean I think I think for the for the Cowboys that's they took the best op- option that they had at the time. Um you know, I think the unfortunate truth about the Dallas Cowboys is they're no longer America's team. It's now the Tennessee Titans, but <laughs> but that's that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is true after this week. They they can they can regain their title. They can regain their title. I think they have a lot of a lot of offensive um, capability. I think which and and they they're they're being bringing a a court. Uh, sorry, not a quarterback, but a head coach that that can can further develop that. But I mean, there's no reason there's no reason that you have Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, and um, help me. Sorry, I'm 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 Ezekiel? I'm intoxicated. No, I already said Ezekiel oh, Elliott. Amari Cooper, Dak Ezekiel Prescott? Elliott, and Dak Prescott. Thank yeah. you. So, <laughs> um, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dak Prescott are three big offensive threats. People will argue Dak Prescott. Yeah, um, and I and I firmly believe that Mike McCarthy. I mean, he was kind of the scapegoat of the uh, the Packers. Um, he did really good offensively. But for years, the the Packers would refuse to sign free agents, and I, and it's yeah. not it's not an unquestioned. I mean, this year they just started, started signing defensive free agents. They signed Zadarius Smith out of Kentucky, and they signed Preston. Uh, is it Smith or Williams? I forget. Uh, is that out of Washington? Um, and those two have been absolute dogs on the line, and it's made a tremendous difference 
for them. And I really feel like if Mike McCarthy gets the defensive coordinator that fits his scheme in Dallas, they could be a real problem for the Eagles yeah. and whatsoever. Because, I mean, in that in that division, if you win seven games, you almost win the division. Oh, yeah. No. Well, I mean, I I think I think they're going to be great with with him over there. I I really I, th- I think that's the right move. I think Jerry Jones finally bit the bullet and was like, all right, we got to clean house a little bit. But I think what's what's something to touch on with Mike McCarthy is I, I think if you look at if you look at his time with Green Bay, and you consider the quarterback that he was coaching, you have Aaron Rodgers, who is an outstanding quarterback. I take nothing away from him, but he's also kind of a pompous asshole. You know he. You know, if you if you look at Tom Brady, who's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, the reason that his team has been able to be so successful over the years is obviously he's got a great coach in Bill Belichick, but also he is willing to take pay cuts. That way he can have talent around him and he can have an offensive line that protects him. You know, he, he's been able to have a lot of great pieces. Not to say that, pay, that Tom Brady's not done great things with lackluster talent. I mean, look what he did this year. But he he has he has done a lot of great things because he's been able to make sacrifices. Aaron Rodgers does not want to sacrifice his paycheck, and he's been one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league since he came in the league. I mean, following his first year in the NFL when he had, bro, was out there breaking Brett Favre's records, not first sorry first year starting in the NFL. Um, since that point forward, he was like, pay me. Give me my money, and I mean he's got that, a he's got to afford that in compassion. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So he's he's been he's been raking in the cheddar, and props to him for getting 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 the bag. Like props to him, he deserves it. He's one hell of a quarterback. But I think Mike McCarthy, with the team that he has already in place in Dallas, can do can do a lot. And and I think also because of the Aside from aside from Zeke, there's some there's a lot of unselfish guys over there who just want to win football games. Zeke is Zeke is also one of those guys that the demands pay, but he got his pay. He's got it. He's got it. Now they can move forward and 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 look forward to to the years to come. So I think Mike McCarthy is a dub for them. Okay. All right. So moving on, I want to touch on next week's playoffs, uh, and I want to keep a record of this and see who gets the most right. Um, <laughs> okay. So next week we got the Titans versus the Ravens. So uh, so so before we do that, so let's just go ahead and do, you know, all eight teams that are playing. So we're gonna do you know Texans versus Ravens, Vikings versus Forty Nine ers, Texans versus Chiefs, Seahawks versus Packers. So what? I mean that's what we're doing. We're, we're so we're going over each game. So first I want to hear from the Titans versus the Raiders and who we think is going to win, and I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. I clearly think, and I know this is biased as hell, but the Titans are going to beat the Ravens, and I believe that Dean Pease being in Baltimore for years did you, is going to – Did you to, say Ravens? He's, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He okay. Ravens. Yeah. He's going to um, know how to scheme against them, and I know they've changed their offense, but he's going to make Lamar throw the ball. We're going to blitz each play. And I believe that if you go Lamar versus Tannehill, I think Tannehill's going to win. And I think Derrick Henry's a good back. And I believe the Titans are going to take this game. So I'm going to go down the line and you tell me your reason. So, you know, as far as what you just said, the game that I'm seeing is it's going to be between Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry for sure. 
That you know, you, those you, are two completely different positions. We can't compare those two guys. That's the maybe thing. as as far as as far as like highlight players. Yeah, yeah. Highlight those players. Are the two highlight players. Yeah, is I agree. definitely gonna be between them two there. Kenny Heal is phenomenal compared to you know what the Titans have had in the past. Um, yes. But I just, I just feel that the the game is good. The game between the, the Titans and the Ravens is going to be between Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry. And I, I, me being a Titans fan, I feel that, you know, I the Ravens have a great defense, phenomenal defense. There's you know, no no denying that. Everyone knows that the Ravens have had a stellar defense from the from the get go. But mm, I don't know. It's just tough for me to choose between the two, considering. If you had to pick one, where you going? So if I had to pick one between the two, um, I don't know, man. You know, blood, the Tennessee Titans, blood running right, you know, running straight through my veins, in my core. I don't know. I, I think I have to go with Titans, just right. because I I I want them to win. I think that's the main reason. Um, I want them to win, and I think they are. They, they can be the better team. They can be the better team coming out. It, it's it's if they come out to play, if they come out to play against the Ravens, and they have that mentality, I think they're coming victorious that game. Okay. All right, Steve. What do you think? Okay. So, I I, you know, if I'm if I'm not pulling for the Falcons, I'm happily. Happily pulling for the Titans. However, mm-hmm. I think that it becomes really, really, really challenging to contest against the Ravens offensively. They have the second best offense in the NFL, and they hey, you can't have... knock the Titans' defense though. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I think. I think they have the ability to stop the Ravens. Okay. However. However. I don't I don't know how well they can contain I don't know how well they can contain Lamar Jackson. And with with the talent that they have available to them, you know, Willie Sneed, correct? His first name's Willie, right? Am I yes. Right? I'm I'm correct on that. Yeah, you got it. So Willie Sneed's came alive this season. He's, I mean, he's had he's had a hell of a season. So I mean, there's there are there are threats through the air, um, and there's threats on the ground. You know, Lamar Jackson has has broke the NFL record. He broke uh, Michael Vick's record um, this year, just you know, rushing in passing yards. So this this man can literally get what he wants. Um, and then you have Mark Ingram in the backfield. You got Mark Ingram who. Can can receive out of the backfield. I know Derrick Henry made a point last week in last week's game um, that he can he can receive out of the backfield. But Mark Ingram is not a bad receiving back. He's no Christian McCaffrey, but Mark Ingram is not only a power back and, and and not only can can muscle his way through and you know get you four or five six yards of carry, but he also you know can receive out of the backfield Ooh, and has has a guy in Lamar Jackson who is able to create. You know he's able to create opportunities that are not available to most running backs, or not available to most quarterbacks because of his running ability, um, and that's a tough thing to contain. And then, not to mention, the Ravens have a really, really sound defense. They got a lot of lot of pieces on that um, 
on that defense that is, are going to going to make for some for some challenges. They can they can most no definitely... absolutely. There's there's going to be challenges because containing the quarterback is almost one of the hardest things to do for any quarterback and for any defense. I mean, yeah, and I, and I really think. Lamar Jackson's going to be the MVP this year, and that's going to be the main test. But uh, moving sure. on, moving on, I want to talk about the Vikings and 49ers this week. Um, Paris wait, wait, wait. So, so I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't say who I thought was going to win. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, I thought he said the Ravens. No, no, no. He hadn't Not, said yet. He said it was, okay, he was okay. conflicted between the oh, two. Okay. So, so what's it it is indeed it is indeed the Ravens, okay. but it's not because it's not it's not because that's what I want to happen. I just I just don't know if you're going to be able to to shut down that offense. So, but anyways, moving on. All right. So okay. the Vikings and 49ers. Um, this is a tough one for me because they both have great defenses and they co- they really good cover corners and um, Richard Sherman and Xavier Rhodes. Um, but personally, I think it comes down to the quarterbacks and then Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I really believe that Kirk Cousins will win that duel because of the receivers that he has in Stephon Diggs and Adam Humphreys and even Kyle Rudolph. Um, when the way they put against the Saints, I mean, the Saints has been the most underperformed team in the NFL probably the last couple of years with the talent that they have on their roster. Um, but they ended up winning that game by a little bit of luck. Drew Brees fumbling that ball <laughs> late in the game. Um, but I'm going to have to pick the Vikings in this one, what? just primarily because of Kirk Cousins. And I know a lot of people hate that, but, you know, all I'm going to say to him is, you like that, huh? Hey, <laughs> man, I am I know this is this is probably un- unexpected considering what I was saying about the 49ers earlier, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. I think, I think the Vikings win that game for the simple fact that George Kittle is probably – well, not not probably is the favorite target of Jimmy Garoppolo, um, and throughout the season has relied on George Kittle's ability to create opportunities, um, and not only just to create opportunities, but his rack. You know, after he catches that ball, that dude's going to get three, four, five, six more yards after the catch because that dude's just a dog. But hot take: Minnesota Vikings have the number one defense against tight ends the entire regular season. So, though George Kittle is arguably the best tight end in the NFL at this moment, the Titans, I'm sorry, not the Titans, the Minnesota Vikings are locking that down. They are locking that shit down. So, I, yeah, I agree. And I, I do think, you know, this, this year, um, the 49ers have been in a weird place as far as their backers are concerned. They've, they've been rotating backers all year. Um, and, but they have they have three running backs that can start on a lot of different teams, um, so they do have opportunity. And they got guys that they can keep fresh because because they have three different guys that can go out there and get theirs. Yeah, because of their um, rotation. Yeah, they got a great rotation. They have probably the best rotation as far as running backs in the NFL. No standout backs. They don't have any backs that are just absolute all stars. But they have three guys that that are just that are studs. I mean, they have three guys that. That can go out and get there, so that's gonna be that's gonna be a big a big thing against um, against Minnesota. I mean, they're gonna put I think they're gonna put it to the ground a lot because um, they're gonna be li- limited through the air because of the Vikings' uh, defense against you know, their secondary and their their defense against uh, against the tight ends who 
you know, George Kittle is a big target. So I think I personally think Vikings will will get a dub in this one. Okay. Tony, quickly, what do you think uh, about the Vikings support Quickly, uh well between the two, you know, yes. I I feel like the you know the for, the um, well not the forty nines, but the Vikings have the better defense. But I, I feel like the the Forty uh, the themselves are go, uh, they're going to pull through. They're they're going to come come out with a win. Um, okay. Just solely on the fact of you know their offense being as good as it is. Okay. All right. All right. So you're going with the Forty Nineers. Forty Nineers. I know you had a. I know you had Emmanuel Sanders on your fantasy team. So absolutely, that's man. Hell. Absolutely. That's- that's L. That's L. Tony. That was a great yeah. pickup by the 49ers at least. But, exactly, uh, man. But uh, moving on, I want to touch on the Texans and the Chiefs. Um, the Texans, I believe, are the worst playoff team still in the running, um, and that is behind the Titans at second worst. Even though I'm a Titans fan, uh, I believe the Chiefs are going to make quick work of this. I believe Patrick Mahomes is going to put up way more points than the Texans could ever thought about putting up, and uh, I believe the Chiefs win by more than 14 points. That is my stance. Okay. By more than 14 points? By more than 14 points. You put points. some numbers on it. Okay. Yep. Steve, what do you think? So, I I personally think that that you're you're right on that. I think that the Texans, they I mean they struggled, they struggled in the in their in their first matchup. Um, and I think, I think they're probably. Though I think, I think now that. Well, I mean, that, Jordan has said that he didn't believe that Texans should have won that game. No, they should not. Have. <laughs> they should not have won that game by by any means. But I, I think, I think I don't, I don't think that. Um, I don't think that they're going to be able to stop that offense. I don't think they have a chance. You know, they have the the reigning MVP from from last year. I just don't. I don't see them being able to stop that offense. However, uh, I do think the Texans are going to go out there and they're going to get. They're going to put points on the board, um, just because. I mean, the Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense is a bit suspect. Um, no, they. Yeah, I think Carlos Iowa a big game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. I think there's there's going to be. There's going to be some struggles there, but I mean the Texans. Texans defense, aside from, aside from their, their their trench guys, I mean they got they do have Jadavion Clowney. No, I mean, they don't. sorry, they don't. That's the Seahawks. I apologize. Um, my apologies. Um, they, they have JJ uh, Watt and Whitney Merciless, who Merciless yeah. showed out last round. Yeah, they they do have they do have some they do have some threats there, but I I, I personally think that you can't you can't stop the Chiefs from scoring scoring the ball. Yeah, Tony, what do you think? So, the matchup that I had winning was the Chiefs. Yeah. Considering, you know, the Texans, you know, in the first round of the playoffs should not have won. Um, I think the Chiefs are just, you know, overpowered. Having Patrick Mahomes, you know, another quarterback that is mobile, having him, having someone else to contain from the backfield, and not they also even, have the fastest guy in the NFL. Let's just look at that. Just you know, just point just that out. Go ahead and you know help me out there. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So the Chiefs for sure. 
I've got the Chiefs winning just because, you know, best person in the NFL. Uh, you got someone else that is not very easy to contain. It's very mobile from the backfield. Yeah. So, uh, definitely Chiefs for me. Okay. Um, the next game I got, it's the final game of the NFL, is the Seahawks versus Packers. Um, I believe the Seahawks will win this game, and I believe a lot of people had the Packers just because of Aaron Rodgers, and that goat, defense man. is playing good. He's the next um, goat. But I believe Russell Wilson is playing at an MVP level. He has a better receiver in Tyler Lockett than Devontae Adams has played this season. Um, he also has Marshawn Lynch, who I believe is better than Aaron Jones at the moment even though Aaron Jones has had a lot of touchdowns this year. Um, but I believe that with D.K. Metcalf, the tight ends that Russell Wilson has, um, and just his ability to win, I believe the Seahawks can win. And Jadavian Clowney will make a big impact in this game. Yep. He made a big impact in his last game. Yeah. Should have been suspended in all honesty. <laughs> hey, man, he had his argument that was a clean hit. Yeah, and he had his and so did all Vontez Burkett too, who is currently suspended from the NFL for his 14th CTE case. Yeah, he he's 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 got a long history of that he's he's kind of like Zaza Pachulia in the NBA, like you know he's Zaza Zaza's got a got a history of that. So, um, but no, I I think. I think I'm gonna have to agree with you with the the Seahawks just just basing off off the poise um, that they showed in, in their their last playoff performance um, and I think the 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 player to highlight you know you mentioned you mentioned Russell Wilson but how about DK Metcalf and that 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 game icing reception I mean you you saw coming into into this this season. You know, DK Metcalf fell a lot further than anyone would have expected in the draft. Oh yeah, he threw. This, I think the eighth receiver is what he was saying. Yeah, I think I think it was ninth receiver. Yeah, I believe somewhere in there. I could. Yeah, he he fell way far down. He fell into the second round. People had it. People had him going sixth, seventh, eighth overall in the draft, um, and he fell to the ninth receiver in the draft, which is mind-boggling. Um, you know, pe- people had their suspicions, like, okay, so why is this happening? Is there something about his character? But if you watch, if you watch how he conducts himself, he conducts himself as a professional and a student of the game. So, um, DK Metcalf has, in the second half of this of the reg- regular season, has really, really came alive. And the man, the man is just a deep threat because of and, and a red zone threat because of his height, his size. And, and his athleticism, the dude's quick. You know, you, you don't you don't see many guys that size running like he does. You know, the only only other guys that you see like that is maybe maybe, maybe Julio Jones, and then you know an, an old head and uh, old Megatron, old uh, uh, Chris Johnson. So, um, Chris Johnson, right? Did I just fuck yeah. that up? Yeah. That's yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that man, good old Megatron, but. You don't see many guys of his size moving like that. So, I, I, I do think the Seahawks have have what it takes. Uh, I think they've got plenty of assets there. Um, so yeah, okay. Seahawks Seahawks are most definitely my pick. What do you think? Okay, Tony? so you know as far as my pick, I'm going with Green Bay Packers. You know the I feel like the the uh, Seahawks just don't have the constant run game. 
they don't have a consistent run game that you know can go against the Green Bay Packers, man. No, they have beast mode. Um, they, have, they have beast mode. <laughs> Anybody that's sponsored by schedules has my vote. They have beast by, mode. Okay, whatever. The the only thing the only thing that the Seahawks have against them is snow. That's the only thing they have against them. They're going to be playing in Green Bay. Yeah. And there's going to be snow. I think that's the only thing that they have against them. But I mean, also I mean the the Packers. The Packers pa- pass rush can't be contained by by Wilson. I, I I just don't think he can. Dude, that man's that man's mobile, bro. He, he'll 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 create. He'll get out of. He'll he'll find his way out. Yeah, he's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that guy is Houdini. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you're going with the Packers. Um, I'm definitely going with the Packers. Okay, so you know, I had Aaron Rodgers on my fantasy man. That's right. my dude. So we got it written down on the board, and we'll keep track of it going forward. Um, one thing I want to touch on real quick, and we discussed before this podcast, is fantasy football. We want to talk yeah. about a few overachievers and underachievers. So a few overachievers that I predicted before the season, um, and I got them both for my team. The first two, I got drafted in the third and fourth round. It's Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram. Derrick Henry, who led the NFL in rushing yards and tied the lead for touchdowns, was an absolute beast. Mark Ingram made the Pro Bowl, I believe, as well. Um, um, He's an absolute stud and was great for Lamar Jackson. Um, I also picked Nick Chubb, who became second in the league in rushing yards and finished great in touchdown with Kareem Hunt, you know, stealing a few touches at the end of the year. Um, I'm anxious to see how that plays out. Michael Thomas, no one really expected him to do what he did um, without Drew B, Drew Brees with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, he yep. was an absolute stud. Anybody who throws him the ball can catch it. Um, yep. And his work ethic, they talk about, is the greatest in the game. And also another player I want to talk about, and I know I'm a Titans fan, is Ryan Tannehill. I picked him up late because I had Tom Brady as my quarterback. Um, Tom Brady struggled, barely giving me 20 points a game. Ryan Tannehill came in. Tom Brady did not. Yeah, he, yeah. he was struggling the entire season. Yeah, but Ryan Tannehill came in and gave me at least 25 points a game, and, or if not more, a lot of the time. And that's a few of my overachievers. And, Stephen, I'm going to throw it to you to see if you have any different from that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with a lot of those points. By the way, guys, we, we do play in a PPR league, so if anyone – um, you know, we're not in any dynasty leagues or anything like that. So we're in a, we're in a PPR league. So, if, you know, when we're talking points, just, just know that that's what that's coming from. Um, but yeah, no, I have, a, I, I agree with a lot of those, those points. One of, I think one of the biggest disappointments that, that I had was, um, and it, I will agree that it was a bit of a risk because there wasn't enough time to really, to really solidify his ability to perform in, in the NFL, but James Conner. Uh, and he did struggle with injuries, um, and they weren't able to get much of a passing game going because Big Ben was out. Uh, they lost Juju Smith-Schuster, so that was a big target. They didn't have, they don't have Antonio Brown anymore. So you know they they didn't have many, Let's not talk about many him, threats. Man. Yeah, we're not going to talk about him. But there's there's not many there weren't many assets for the the Steelers. So the James Conner year was a lackluster year in comparison to the to the previous when he you know assumed the role that Le'Veon Bell left behind, um, where he really shined. So that was disappointing. I did have him on my fantasy team as well as Joe Mixon, who is also very disappointing. 
in the front half of the season who I, I believe Jordan did trade away. Is that correct? Right? Yeah, I traded yeah. for Josh Jacobs. Yeah, which was a good move, which is a good move. But I will say I, I held on to Joe Mixon in hopes of um, better performances through just because it, based on his touches through the end of the season, and he did turn around. You know, Joe Mixon had some a lot of big games for me. I, I made it. I managed to make it to the championship game in my league. So um, Joe Mixon was able to turn it around for me. I think. I think the biggest shock for me in this year um, was was most definitely um, Austin Eckler. Uh, as as Melvin Gordon got 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 injured, um, and Austin Eckler stopped in stepped into the starting role for that team was an absolute stud. You know, both out of the you know receipt you know catching passes out of the backfield and um, just rushing yards. That guy was a, a touchdown machine. So was a was a big player in, in my in my uh, fantasy team. So that was a, a big shocker for me. And then I think a, a player that a lot of people are going to be disappointed by, um, who I think I think on most um, on most people's drafts would have fell anyways, just because he changed teams and was being um, thrown to by Baker Mayfield was Odell Beckham Jr. You know, you had Baker Mayfield as your quarterback, who's a young guy, um, and oh, you're in a brand new scheme. Odell Beckham Jr. did not catch touchdowns this year. I mean, he had he had he had a few, but in comparison to what he did in New in, York, in comparison to what he's had in the past, yeah, in, in comparison to his his history wasn't a shell of who he has previously been. So, um, I'll be I'll be shocked if Odell stays there. Um, but from what he said, from what he said, he, he plans on staying in Cleveland. But I don't know if I buy it. But that, those that those are the shockers for me. Uh, disappointments being OBJ, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon did redeem himself second half, but OBJ was a was a shocker and a disappointment. Joe Mixon, James Conner. You know, you have you have you have a lot of guys who disappointed disappointed me this year, but you know they'll they'll come back to their usual selves, I guess. Yep. Oh, and uh, the, the, sorry, sorry, oh, I forgot one. Yep, go ahead. Sorry, I forgot one that uh, Jordan drafted. I believe could be wrong. Devonte Adams. Yeah, Devontae that was, Adams. That was the one I was gonna say. Yeah, underachiever. Yeah, def, Devontae Adams is most definitely an underachiever um, for this year, as far as uh, touchdown receptions is concerned. All right, Kevin. So you know, so as far as my overachievers, man, I I started out that you're strong. So overachievers, I had you know, I had Miles Sanders. And I had the New England's uh, defense. Miles Sanders himself, he at the beginning of the season, he, he was awful, man. He he did not put up anything for me. He was not on my side at all. Like he did not benefit me. Whatever. I I contemplated to getting rid of him, you know, more than a few times. Um, but nearing the end of the season, he started he started doing work. He started putting up points. I'm like, okay, so now you're starting to do something. I'm a hold. I'm a hold on to you. So I kept him, and you know, so near the end of the season, you know, he ended up putting, he ended up putting at least 21 points up for me. That got me my fantasy win. You know, so that's perfect. And then my New England defense, dude, I had games. I had games that I played against people that you know they would they were literally putting up 30 points. How often do you see like this was like this was like three weeks in a row? How often do you see a defense do that? Never. You never see a defense do that. 
Um, my underachievers. I Denver say, Broncos, you know, in their in their highlight days, but we won't talk days, about that. No, no, man. We talking about now. I'm just saying. You said never. I mean, Denver Broncos have done that. Okay. But carry right, on. Right, carry right, on. Right. Yeah. Thank you for taking me off my train of thought, Steven. Um, <laughs> so you know, so for my underachievers, I had Saquon Barkley. So the reason for that, he's a great player. He got hurt. Um, I think three weeks in, three weeks in, you know, like those three weeks that he was playing, he was putting up consistent numbers about 15, which is, you know, an, an above average running back. And then he was done. He, he got hurt. He was gone for a couple, what was it, uh, three to four weeks or so, maybe a full month. Uh, but then he came back. He And then he came back and he didn't do as much as he should have been doing. I think he – mostly because I think he was scared. I think he hey, was scared hey, to get hurt. Hey, in case in case you didn't know, four weeks is a full month. Just want to let you know that. Yeah, I did. I did. I said yeah. three to four weeks, know. probably a full month. That's what I thought I said. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I think I know that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he drinks a lot. Uh, yeah, I think we're all a couple of drinks in at this point, so – uh, if my facts start getting a little sweaty to the left, don't don't call me out on it that bad, Stephen. Thank you, though. But uh, Saquon, after he came back from his injury, it took him at least three to four weeks to get back into it um, until he started putting up some Saquon Barkley numbers, man. Um, by the end of the season, you know, he started putting up numbers that he was putting up at the beginning of the season. So he, he, he showed out, for sure. He showed out. Um, another guy that I have on my underachieved list is definitely James White. James White for the New England Patriots. Jordan actually traded this guy. Who did I, who did we Robert trade for? Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Me, yeah, we Jordan and I traded. Uh, Terrible did. decision. Uh, Jordan won that. Uh, not true. Not true. I mean, I probably did. Overall, uh, overall yeah. he probably did, but near the end, dude. James White did put out the end. James White. When it, I guess when it mattered, yes. When it mattered, yeah, when it it put, mattered. He, like when it mattered, he put out like he put up numbers. Okay, so throughout the season, James White is definitely the most seasoned running back that the New England Patriots have, have, and ah. have. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw Jordan get really happy because he saw even drinking. No, he, even. He, I've been drinking, but yes, I brought Jordan to. The, a Michelin Ultra, and he. Uh, I'm about to crack it. Open. He's about to crack it open. He got really happy. And he he looked at me in the eyeball. Crack it open the mic. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Um, like I was saying, dude, James White, man. Throughout the entire season, when I made the trade, I thought it was a decent trade, um, but he wasn't putting up the numbers I thought he would have until the end of the season. Until the end of the season, he he started putting out. He started helping me out. Okay, he started. I'm like, you know, I'll scratch your back. You scratch my bro. I'll pick you up. You know, you put up points. But near the end of the season, he started doing that. And um, that's about it, man. Most of my other players, they were just average. Um, I just had average players a- after that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's sad to see fantasy football go. It is any time of the year. I mean, I can't um, complain because I got first place, man. I got mine. Yeah, you did get first. <laughs> I, won't, I won't lie. And, it, and it's disappointing because I came in fifth place and missed the playoffs for the first time in eight years. Yeah. Um, it, sucks hurts, to, it sucks to suck. It man. does. It does. And I feel I, bad and, for you. And stay tuned for our fantasy football 
you know, podcast coming up <laughs> in a few months. Um, but uh, moving on, I want to talk about college football he's, he's and the playoffs. Wait, 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 wait! Before we, before we, before we move on outside of fantasy football, can can we just state that no one would have expected Tony to get a dub? Dude, everyone expected me no, to get a dub. Man. Nobody, you know, beginners look. It's his first Nobody. year in fantasy. It's my first year in fantasy, guys. Okay, and I honestly, I just, I just I googled it. I googled everything about it. I I looked it all up. I looked at who was going to be the best pick to to get, and I I, I just did that. Yeah, and am, yeah. look at, look at what it turned out to be though. It got me a W. Yeah, it did, and I'm not. And I made fun <laughs> of him the whole time for dropping off the ESPN top 300 ranks. But I yeah, think, but what, you can't make fun of me no, when I win. Like, no, if anything, I mean, I'm going to make fun you of drafted, you for being fifth. <laughs> you drafted best available. And, and speaking, it worked. It worked. <laughs> speaking of future it's okay, man. fantasy football players, we're going to transition to college football. And I'm going to go, go through a few people. Um, first, uh, first off, I want to say Lynn Bowden should have won the Heisman. And... <laughs> and mm-hmm. And uh, hot take, yeah. And he, if he would have played all, you know, twelve to thirteen games as a quarterback, he would have had the record. But he came in like third or fourth. Um, but I want to talk about Tua's decision today, and I don't think anybody, including the United States and Puerto Rico, would have thought. <laughs> and Puerto Rico would have thought that Tua was going to stay at Alabama. Um, so when they speak of breaking news, I really don't think of breaking news instead of breaking a hip like Tua did. Um, oh, damn. Um, but I believe he'll be at the Miami Dolphins and we'll never hear from him again. Um, so where, where, where does Tua's draft stock end up? I believe, I believe he's still top 10. I mean, you got to draft him. Top top, five, top five. He's a top five, top 10 talent. I mean, based on what he did in college, I mean, anybody that can come in 14 down in the college football Championship game and win the game is yeah. a top five and ten talent. Got the man has ice in his veins. Yeah, for sure. So I believe, Bloody you know, size, man. I believe two will be a top ten talent. But I mean, I'd be shocked to see otherwise. But I'm going to talk about the college football championship game, and I'm going to talk about Clemson first, who's the toughest Trevor team. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk about Trevor Lawrence. But Clemson, as overall as a team, the toughest team they played this year is Idaho State, um, which. I'm that not. is not the toughest team that they play. <laughs> hey, yeah, you, yeah, you wait. I'm your sorry. You they're going to play North Carolina, who Mac Brown came from from Texas, who won like six or seven games his first year as a coach in the ACC, which is pretty impressive. But he, they're absolutely garbage. The best team they played was Texas A&M. It was the probably the seventh. Changing it. The I know, but you know, Idaho State's not a real team. I'm just joking. But Texas A and M, Texas A and M is uh, probably the best team they played this year in the SEC, and um, and they weren't very good. They were probably the seventh best team in the SEC. But as soon as Clemson decides to schedule people, I'll respect them. So until they do, I'm gonna believe that LSU and Joe Burrow is gonna roll right over them, and they have it. NFL players on every position: offensive line, defensive line, linebackers. This is true. Secondary, this is very true. receivers, quarterback is probably the top two picks, if not number one. Um, and I believe they're going to roll right over them. And one thing I want to point out also is to the Big Ten: Ohio State is absolutely garbage. Their whole team, 
their whole team, the toughest team they play, is probably Penn State because Michigan's a bowl. <laughs> Michigan is probably probably comparable to Tennessee Vols. They were a program that is a has been and oh, never will be. And they, but they did almost they Clemson. I mean Ohio State did almost beat Clemson. Yeah. Yeah, they almost they did, but they almost fucking beat choked. Clemson. They choked when it fucking mattered. And don't you misquote me on this. Ohio State is the seventh best team in the SEC. Texas A&M might beat them. Um, but the only players they have is the backup quarterback for what would have been Georgia. He transferred because he wasn't going to start over Jake Fromm. And J.K. Dobbins, yeah, he's good, but... I honestly don't think he's better than half the running backs in the SEC. And also, their receivers are pretty good. Their defensive line, I'm not going to go against Chase Elliott because he's probably one of the best players in college football. But I'm just going to say, straight up, Ohio State would be the sixth to seventh best team in the SEC, and they learned it the hard way. When they played Clemson, who their toughest team might have been a Division three school in Idaho State. And I, I'm not even sure they were at college. But their, their type of school was Citadel. Yeah, yeah. Citadel might be. I'm not even going to joke with you right now. Those two teams need to wake up and schedule people. And I wish the college football would make them schedule a team from every conference because MTSU might have a good shot based, <laughs> based on the teams that they play in their conference. If you put Kentucky, which is my team, in their ACC, who we went and beat the fuck out of Virginia Tech because we didn't even have a quarterback, and we ran all over them and threw a touchdown pass to win the game. And yes, Lynn Bowden fumbled that ball, and I hope all the Virginia Tech fans are listening to this right now. He did fumble that ball, but I don't care because the dub's a dub and the referee didn't call it. And I know it's as controversial as this is going to get, but... All right, let them know. Let them know. I'm just going to say... Until all you conferences that have no good teams schedule SEC teams, I don't care if it's Arkansas, who's the worst team in the SEC besides Vanderbilt, until you schedule those teams, you won't be respected. And you might go 16-0 and until you reach the playoffs, or 13-0. and But as soon as you reach the playoffs, you're going to get your ass kicked by the good almighty SEC. And you can put me on that. I don't care. Alabama, hey, quote, who beat the sh- Alabama, who beat the shit out of Michigan by more than fourteen points. Alabama might have been the fourth or fifth best SEC team in the country after Tua went out. After Tua went okay, out. Okay. Okay. After Tua went out with Mac Jones, who was committed to Kentucky, I might believe, until he flipped. Um, who may be probably the tenth best quarterback in the SEC. But he has great receivers. Michigan got their ass clapped. And I'm surely glad that they did because it just shows you the strength of the SEC and how the other teams just can't compete until they start scheduling against better teams. And that's I mean, all I'm going to say. Because they're ass. That's all, they're all I got to say. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Motley hey, State's football team is better and they don't have one. There will always be that conversation with you know Big 10 teams and ACC teams not not having not scheduling strong... the team that they should <laughs> right but here's the thing Clemson Clemson's got theirs 
they've got they've they they've came through and got championships. So, yeah. I mean, they've I mean, they've I'm made not, not going to argue. They manhandled, no they manhandled Alabama last year, but the thing is, I still don't fucking trust them one bit. They could go beat Alabama again this year. They could go beat LSU. But I'm still not going to give them respect until they start scheduling top 20 teams every year. I mean, they got the golden boy quarterback. They got anybody they who looks like a woman next to a Snapchat. <laughs> oh, I don't respect. I don't care. Oh, goodness. I don't care who it is. This is getting. I, I really don't. This is getting intense, by the way, man. By the way, Trevor Lawrence is another Georgia boy. Um, He's a Georgia Trev- boy. That's even, that's even worse, in my opinion. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence can he's he is he is an NFL talent. He is an NFL talent. Yeah, he's he's an got the height. He got the height, he's got the size. Don't you disrespect him he's, like that? He played in the Pac twelve and he won almost every game. What's the damn difference? ASCC. All all I'm saying all I'm saying is there have been plenty of great quarterbacks to come out of divisions other than the SEC. Oh, there is. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. But until he, if he beats LSU, I'm a believer. I'm not going to lie. You you can put it on the board right now. If Clemson beats LSU, I'm a fucking believer in Dabo Sweeney. They, they until beat, they do that, I'm they, not a believer. They beat Alabama, who has literally on their defensive line a starting could players that could start on every single team in college football, and they've got three of them or two of them behind each starter. They have depth. That's why def- Alabama is so good is because they've got rotational players. They got they can pull they're, they're, out they're linemen the and put new ones in. They've been in defense in a while. Def- what? Alabama the last two years has been the weakest they've been defensively. Oh, yeah. No, this year their defense is shit yeah, in comparison to what Their best linebacker is out for the rest of the season. Yeah, no, their defense this year has been suspect as hell. That's what I'm saying. And then last year they weren't much different except for the defensive lineman who yeah. went, like, top ten overall. And they don't have anybody that just really stands out on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, right. they don't They don't have a Mika Fitzpatrick room in the backfield. You're uh, right. You're absolutely right. But uh, anyways, anyways, so we're all – can we all agree that LSU is probably going to win the national championship? Yeah, and Tony said the same thing. I, I really believe LSU is going to win. Yeah. Okay. And, and moving on, I mean, I know we talked about the SEC. I know we talked about um, fantasy football, and NFL, but we're going to kind of transition to basketball. Because can we please talk about? Can we please? Can we please just talk about All Star Weekend? Not yet. We're going to talk about college basketball yet. Before. We all right. Play. All right. All right, so college basketball, um, it's about to be the heat of the season because, you know, after NFL and all the playoff games get underway, college basketball is almost center stage because it's just like college football. You fall in love with the team. There's a Cinderella. you got 64 to 68 teams with the playing games, and everybody falls in love with it. Everybody makes a bracket. Everybody puts money on it, and it's probably one of the best times of the year. And I just want to talk about a few surprises that I've had this year and a few teams that I think could win it all um, based on Not what I play. Um, and the uh, first one I want to talk about is Ohio State. Um, I know they've lost the last two games and they fell a little bit in the rankings, but I'm really surprised by their guard play with the, as young as they are as freshmen. Um, the way they went in there and beat Kentucky, 
I was impressed. The big man that they have is absolutely outstanding. Um, I really think that they can be a good team, even though they're in the Big Ten. In football, they're irrelevant, but in basketball, they're kind of <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but moving on, also Oregon. Oregon has good, great, great length, really athletic. Um, they beat a lot of good teams. They won that tournament they played in early in the season. Um, Baylor as well. Baylor's been an underdog. They're twelve and two right now, uh, which is much better than a lot of teams in the country. Um, a few disappointments I had is North Carolina without um, Anthony's or starting point guard. Um, they've been absolutely terrible. Roy Williams cannot recruit like Shazevsky and Calipari, um, and it's becoming evident that if he doesn't have seniors and juniors, he can't win. Um, it's a day's NCAA, um, and he won't make the tournament this year. That's my bold prediction. He'll make the NIT, and he may win that because Cole Anthony will come back. And Cole Anthony's without a doubt the top five pick in the NBA. But he's been a big disappointment. My Wildcats have been a big disappointment, and I'm not saying they're out. I believe that out of the top five teams in the NCAA, Kentucky's there. But by the returning players that they have in EJ Montgomery, Nick Richards, Emmanuel Quickly, and Ashton Hakins, they are a disappointment because with all the experience that they have, they're still struggling. They're still struggling to get by these teams that they should beat. Um, the last four to five games, their three-point percentage has gone up, and that's been their downfall. Nick Richards is coming on. EJ Montgomery's playing better. If this team starts to click, there's no team in college basketball that can beat them depth-wise. Um, but they're still a disappointment. Memphis is also a disappointment just because of James Wiseman alone. Um, when just you, him alone? Yeah, because when you have the number one player in the country and you decide that you're going to leave a program just because of reasons that we don't understand. I mean, I know Penny Hardaway. I understand it. Yeah, I know Penny Hardaway paid him millions of dollars to probably come there and he paid for his family to move. His cheating ass did. Um, <laughs> oh, man. You know, he can't win without Shaq. I mean, James Wiseman, sorry. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, sorry. Well, we're talking taking shots uh, at Penny Hardaway. This man's retired. Shit. Why are we taking shots at Penny Hardaway right now? Uh, I'm just I'm just stating facts. Um, he, he's just letting everybody know. They man. have disappointed. They got beat by Georgia, who's arguably probably the seventh best team in the SEC, even though they have a top five pick on their team. Um, last week, Precious Unwa is doing a really good job with that team. They're playing good for what they have. But they're a disappointment because everybody expected them to have the number one player in the team and be good, and everybody wants to watch them. I mean, that's that's facts. That's just, that's just my disappointment so far, and I think as March comes closer, you'll see Kentucky get better. North Carolina, North Carolina, like I said, won't make the tournament. Memphis will, um, Ohio State will, and I think they might be a one seed. All right. To to uh, I don't have. A bunch, a bunch to add to the comments that were made. Those are all. Those are, great those are really great points, man. Yeah, but I, I do have some comments to make about Kentucky. Just to, just to, add a little backstory. Uh, I know I, I know I said that I'm, I'm from Georgia. I grew up in Georgia. I'm a Georgia fan. Not a Georgia, not a UGA fan. Not University of Georgia. Not a University of Georgia fan. I'm a professional. Sports fan, fan, NFL, sorry. NBA. I'm a, I'm 
I'm a I'm a diehard fan. But both of my both of my parents went to the University of Kentucky, so I have Kentucky blood in me. I was born in Mayfield, Kentucky, so it is in me. Um, so I'm going to touch base on um, Kentucky basketball for a moment. Um, obviously, Kentucky basketball. Um, you always expect them to be a top team. I mean, we've just built a legacy upon um, winning, and you expect us to have a winning team. Um, not just a winning team, but a dominant team uh, because it's it's Kentucky basketball. Um, I think the, the challenges that we are facing, um, we, great, we get great, um, great, great recruits, um, but there are other teams that are, are starting to catch up. Uh, I've always said that I don't think John Calipari is um, an outstanding coach. I think he's a good coach, but I think he's a great recruiter. Well, watch um, we always have really what? They won't watch him, man. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about him like that. He doesn't have an offense. I'll, I'll I'll talk about him like that. Yeah, I mean but, I I love Kentucky with everything in my body, but he doesn't have an offense. Yeah. The dribble drop yeah. is literally yeah. make it as you go. Right, exactly. He's not a great coach. He's a great recruiter, but he's not a great coach. Um, and I, I think that the, the challenge that UK faces every single year is that they get a lot of young talent. They get freshmen. Sometimes they're lucky enough to have sophomores. Um, and it's it's tough to, to put a team together, tough to get a bunch of guys that gel and um, play team basketball. They don't have that. They just have guys that can dominate. Uh, they just get the most talented guys they, they can and throw them into a gym and, and hope that it works out. And I know there's more to it than that, but um, Kentucky just struggles. But one thing that is is important to, to acknowledge that um, there have been years where Kentucky has been absolutely dominant and have just not lost in, in the regular season. But when they get gets to playoffs, they just they fall apart because they think that they are the greatest thing to walk the earth. So. I think that it is important to lose for Kentucky. I think it's important for those people, those individuals, those those young guys to be set in their set in their place and realize that they gotta they gotta bring it. Um, and as Jordan mentioned, as it gets closer to March, that that team will get better. And as the, the more they play together and the more they experience those failures, um, they grow from that. So I do think that I do think that Kentucky has. I mean, has, that, I think that's with any out. team, though. Yeah, with, but with I. Any I, team. I, I I think it's an important thing to acknowledge with Kentucky because they always have a very, very, very young team. So they will get better. Um, do I think that they have their championship material? No, I don't. But crazier things have happened. So, anywho, I think Kentucky, as Jordan said, will get better come come March and uh, will be will at least be, you know, playoff contention. Yeah. yeah. So you know. It's you know based off of what you guys said, my the team that that have surprised me the most, you know, has definitely been you know Michigan State, especially after this past Sunday where they uh, they they beat Michigan, um, over they they beat them you know eight, uh, 87 over 60, 69. They they had over nine assists, you know they they had put in work, you know Michigan State themselves have. They they have figured out what they need to do as far as a team. You know, you 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 guys have you know talked about um, Kentucky and how they're and how they're a very young team. They you know they're 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 still figuring out what they need to do as far as the team. 
they're, they're still figuring out what they have to do to be successful. And, you know, eventually, yeah, like, you know, I, I think they will get to that point. For sure. Absolutely. They, they will get to that point coming come here March. Coming here March, you know, they will get to that point to where they're, you know, they're a little more organized. They, they have, a, you know, some more plays that, you know, they can run instead of just, you know, the, the, the driving, driving pass. Um, so some other, another team that, you know, has also, you know, brought surprising facts to me and interest is North Carolina. North Carolina, you know, I know they had uh, Cole Anthony. They had zero, they had zero case with the top fifteen teams. Unfortunately, Anthony, you know, did not play as good as he could have. But he had, for because he had to get injured, he had got injured. You know, for the for the time that he was in, he was putting up Trey Trey Young stats to the Tar Heels, man. He he was putting up stats for them that they were eventually going to be that high, but you know you can't you can't, you can't match somebody who led college basketball in points and assists. Just saying. But I mean, you can't. He does make a good point, Michigan State, because Calipari even said today that I mean, Michigan State's playing without their second best player in Joshua Langford, and they've gone five and zero their last couple of games and four and zero in the Big Ten. And, I mean, with Cassius Winston, they can do whatever they want. I mean, he had 32 points, I think, tonight or yesterday that I read. And it's been absolutely outstanding what they've been able to do, especially after his brother died early in the year uh, due to that tragic accident he had with, you know, the train tracks. Um, it's been a testament to him and his family. And we can, you know, applaud him for what he's done. But uh, moving on to the NBA, uh, one thing I want to talk about. Hey. Is, moving on to the NBA, <laughs> I want to talk about David Stern. Uh, I want to send my condolences to his family. Um, he was one of the great ones and one that would be greatly missed. For sure. Uh, he was a commissioner that everybody booed every time he went to the stage. Um, and everybody hated for the most part, but he made a big difference in the NBA and the culture and even what the players can act like and dress like um, to this day. You wouldn't see Russell Westbrook wearing the stuff that he does if you wouldn't have had David Stern. And I, I really, the world will miss him as a commissioner. Most definitely. He was, he was awesome. He was great. We have, we have, a, we have a, we have Adam Silver now, um, but he he will most certainly most certainly be missed. Um, he was shout out to shout out like Jordan said shout out to the moves that he made so we can see all the great NBA fits coming through coming through the uh, the uh, the tunnel before they walk out onto the onto the court. We got some fashion icons now, but yeah, no talking about the NBA man like. I'm pumped for this. This is a segment that I was I was really 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 excited for. Um, so, do we want to start off talking about what's what's going on mid season, or we want to, we want to lead with, with with what's coming up with the All Star break? Um, we talk about this season, some rumors and some news that's happened today, um, and also who we think is going to win the title. Okay, it's a little early, but yeah, yeah I'm we'll, down. we'll pick an East West team. I'm down. 
Okay. So we'll, we'll start off with who I think, who my prediction is for the uh, NBA Finals, who I think is going to make it. So the West, I mean, it's tough not to go Lakers. Starting of the season, I really thought Clippers, uh, just because of the depth that they have. I really thought, I really thought Clippers would be uh, an unstoppable force. Um, and and not that they they don't they don't seem like a, a high octane team because they most certainly do. But um, I really expected absolute dominance from them, um, and that's not exactly what I've seen. Um, so I, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Lakers. I, I think it's tough to count out LeBron. Uh, now that he's he's paired with Anthony Davis amongst amongst other guys, they got they got shoot, he's got shooters around him now, which is big. You know, LeBron's always been a pass first kind of guy. You know, you know LeBron's gonna go get his, but I mean, he's always with him a having maker. right exactly. So with him having guys like Danny Green around him, I mean, Contavious Caldwell Pope Pope can't shoot the three, but you know, he's he's there, he's there. But they, he's got big men now. You know, he's got. He's got Anthony Davis. He's got JaVale McGee, who's really had a resurgence in the last few years. Uh, Dwight Howard's had a resurgence this year. Um, so you've got you got guys out there. you got Kyle Kuzma, who's, uh, who's a scorer who might not be there for the finals. He might get traded here. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a moment. He's getting traded Sacramento. Yeah. So he, he may be gone soon, but uh, he's definitely got assets. Uh, a lot of people – I don't think a lot of people see the talent that Rajon Rondo has. Um, but I think Rajon Rondo's just, just – a, a a money point guard. He has historically been just a a solid solid guy, and I I hesitate to use the word role player because I don't think he's you can call him a role player. That guy's just got a high basketball IQ and, and is a, is a winning a winning player. So I think Lakers are are there for the West, and then as far as the the East is concerned, um, the East is where it gets tricky. Uh, you got a lot of teams, a lot of teams who are are fighting for that spot. Um, I don't this go is against a toss them. Up. Don't go against them. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Don't go against them. What are you talking about, doing? He knows what I'm talking about. I, th- I <laughs> you think got to let everybody know, though. No, he knows think, what I'm talking about. He's I think say. you got to. I think you got to go Bucks. Exactly. I think you got to go tell Bucks. Me why? I mean, you. Ha- Oh, and for one, I mean, you got the reigning MVP. Yeah. What's his name? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, yeah. yeah. There you go. I pronounced that correctly. Giannis yeah. Antetokounmpo. Yeah, that's um, it. You nailed so, it. So you got, you got Giannis out there um, who this year, I don't know where this came from, but all of a sudden started shooting threes. Like yeah. This man. He hit four or five the other day in that yeah, one game. Yeah, I mean, this guy. And and if he if he consistently starts knocking those down as, as the rest of the season progresses – it's it's game over, and a team that a player that I want to highlight from that team, and it's not the it's not going to be somebody anyone thinks about, but it's Ursan Ilyasova, and I say this because oh my god, just listen to me, listen oh to me, oh my god, no, listen, <laughs> hear him out, hear him out. Ilyasova is a player that knows his place on a basketball team. Yeah, the bench. It, it, no, shut your mouth. He does come <laughs> off the bench. But if you look at Ersan Ilyasova, when he comes onto the floor, he knows his strengths, he knows his weaknesses, and he sticks to it. He yeah, plays gritty defense. He out, he's out there. He's staying with his man. Yeah. And he knows he knows his spot. You know, he can he can he can hit some some faders in the post, and he can splash that three ball. Like that's that's what he does, and he sticks to it. And you know, he, he he's not going to be 
you know, having any glorifying numbers on the stat sheets, but he those those numbers that you don't see those those hidden statistics that that guys that got guys out there playing basketball. So he's been he's been good for him. I mean, Bledsoe Bledsoe's in the last few years has really came alive. Um, Chris Middleton's a little he's kind of a streaky shooter. Um, Chris Middleton is a guy that I think that they overpaid. Um, but Chris Middleton is also a guy that when he's on, he's on. So I, I think I personally think that that team's got enough enough depth. Um, Brooke Lopez for me um, has kind of had a disappointing season in comparison to last year. Last year he had, if not the highest, one of the highest three point percentages in the NBA. He only took the right he took the right shots, and when he had the, when he had an open look, he was knocking them down. And you're not seeing that as much this year, which is a little disappointing because. Um, you know, it was exciting to watch him play last year. But all of that to say, I think I think the Milwaukee Bucks is is the easiest team to go with. I mean, they're currently first, uh, and by several games, um, they're they're up to this up by from the Celtics by seven games. Um, Give me so, your underdog. My underdog. Yeah, West and East combined. Uh, team a team that I think that could. If if they can get if they if they get into the playoffs and this is true underdog I'm not talking about your your fourth fifth place team in that conference I'm talking you know true underdogs I, honestly no you know what East I have to go Miami Heat yeah even though they're in one. third even though they're in third right now I have to go Miami Heat because they got let me just say the two rookies that they got Tyler Hero Kendrick Nunn Kendrick Nunn no one fucking saw this coming oh, no hell one no. Hell no one saw this coming. Kendrick Nunn is hooping and is now starting at point guard for them. Um, he's absolutely going out there and getting getting his. And they got they got plenty of talent over there. They got plenty of talent. Um, they've they've got a, a veteran in Jimmy Butler, um, who's who's having a great season. And one guy that I want to highlight that I mean Tyler Hero is having a good season as well uh, as as a rookie. But Bam out of bio. Hell yeah, you roasted Bam, Bam, baby. Adebayo. No one thought Bam Adebayo in the NBA would fit because he's kind of an old-school Dwight Howard-esque kind of center. And he even kind of looks like Dwight Howard, just frame-wise. Yeah, like he, he looks like his son. Yeah, he's very much like a back-to-the-basket kind of kind of center. But that man is going out there and getting it done. There, You won't see a guy hustling for rebounds like he is and and he's going and you know he's getting he's getting twenty points a night too like so, I mean that man that man's putting in putting in work so I, I think Miami Heat as far as teams that you wouldn't have expected to go in and make you know the kind of plays that they are I gotta go I gotta go Miami Heat on the East yeah. and then the as far as the West is concerned uh, I'm gonna have to say don't you do. I know who you want. I know. That's what you do. That's my talking. Struggling, man. Who do you want? Uh, No, I'm saying I know who he wants me to say, but I'm not going to say it. That's his talking point. It doesn't Uh, matter, man. If you got to say something, if you want to say someone else, say it. No. Say it. No. This is going to be. Denver. I'm not saying Denver. Denver's Denver's rolling, man. They're not even. 
I don't even think you can consider them un- underdogs. They got, they got too much talent to be underdogs. You think about Wendell West, you think about Kawhi, and you think about LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't you can't consider with the talent that Denver had going into the season, you can't call them underdogs. No, I mean, they're top three. Yeah. I think I think team, a team that is a, is a surprising team is the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a good one. So I think Dallas Mavericks... I mean, obviously, you got some big pieces. You got, you know, they they got Kristaps Porzingis now, um, and then you obviously you, you have to talk about Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, who is right the now a savior. Yeah, at, he's not fucking Russian. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm fucking with you. But at, at, <laughs> in his second year in the NBA. Is looking like an all star. Like it no, is he's second, averaging it, thirty at least. Yeah, the, the man the, the man looks like he is is made for the NBA. And he's even said himself, it was easier for him to score in the it's easier for him to score in the NBA than it was in, in the Euroleague. Um so this man's been playing professional basketball since he was like fifteen years old. So he came in the NBA and is absolutely cooking people. So that goes without being said. Like that that, that man gets his but that team's got a lot of a lot of good guys that can fill roles. You got two stars in Chris Stapps and Luka Doncic, and then you got guys that can fill roles. You know, you get Tim Hardaway Tim Hardaway Jr. who can can pop off from time to time. Yeah. Um, uh, to me, you know, Tim Hardaway is another one of those streaky kind of players. When he's on, he's on. Uh, he's athletic. You know, go in there and yam it on you. Uh, can be a facilitator too. You know, he's. He, you know, he creates a lot of opportunities. So, I think, I think the, I think the Mavericks are kind of my underdog guys. They're going to make the playoffs. It's going to happen. Um, and I think with, with the talent that they have, uh, I think that they, the, the challenges that they do have is the bench. Um, yeah, because I mean they have no reserves. They have Seth yeah. Curry, Dorius, Finney, whatever his name is. Yep. Yeah. And and but they do have. They do have JJ Barea, who's been coming off the bench some. He's like um, and 90 then, years old. He, yeah, he is. He, he, he graduated old. the same year as Dirk Nowinski did. But <laughs> somebody, somebody who is a fan favorite, absolute fan favorite in the NBA Tom is. Paul, I mean, sorry, mother. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, sorry, I mean, Taco is a fan favorite, but Boban Marjanovic, another tall oh, son man. of a gun. He may only play like 15 minutes a game, but when he gets in there, I mean, you can't. I mean, how do you stop that man? He's a whole foot taller than everybody else on the floor. You make him dribble. I mean, yeah. No, there's no, <laughs> no, not. Uh, <laughs> there's not a whole lot you can do at that point. No. When you're seven. When you're seven foot four, man. You hey, just feeding the ball into the basket. You got a point. That's it. Yeah, I mean, you make valid points. And I'm going to go over mine real quick. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. I think the Lakers are the best team in the West because Kawhi is simply a bitch. And anybody, <laughs> anybody anybody, who, you know, won't get drafted in the U.S. military and sit out 90 days of the, the draft, you know, like Kawhi would, um, for low management reasons, um, He's simply a bitch. Um, That's not his decision. That's Doc Rivers' decision. Yeah, yeah, the doc described it. Um, We're going to go with that. We're going to go with that because my ankle hurts, our knee, whatever it is. 
Um, my ankle and knee hurts every day I wake out of bed and go brush my teeth. It's sore. Hey, but, what's hurting this but morning? But you know what? I get up and do it anyways, even though I'm on ESPN primetime. You know what I mean? <laughs> One day I will be. Watch out, uh, Stephen A. Smith. I can be more controversial than you. You heard it. Um, but speaking of the West, you know, Lakers are going to win that. Easy. Um, I think so, just because Paul George has hurt every other game. Kawhi's hurt every other game. The only consistent player they have on the team is Lou Williams. He's a seven, hey, six man on you, that team. And you know, Mon- you know who plays Harrell. in the playoffs? Who? You know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George play in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, sure, every other game. Um, no, they play every game. Yeah, sure, we'll see. Um, <laughs> but moving on, the East, yeah, you got Giannis. I can't go against Giannis. That's against my blood. Um, Giannis is Shaq 2.0 with a jump shot. He doesn't care. Giannis is Shaq 2.0? Yeah, he can dribble, he can shoot, and he doesn't give a fuck, and he'll dunk Wait, on you. Shaq, and, Shaq couldn't fucking dribble. It doesn't or matter. Shoot. Hey, you t- you saw Shaq's quote the other day. Shaq said he would be honest in today's NBA. In quote. Yeah, if he had a jump shot. That's what I'm saying. He is Shaq with a jump shot. That's quote what I said, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. it. But, that but is Shaq quote. Also Shaq with a, Shaq that's quote what I said. It doesn't matter. Shaq played in a different time. Shaq played in that I'm going to back you down in the basket and make you my bitch um, mode that he did to Kareem and whoever else. Like Bam on a bio, yeah. back back you down. Yeah, but Bam, but you know he's a different breed. But um, speaking of the East, um, you know those two are beasts. Uh, my sleeper in the East is definitely Toronto. Toronto. I like it. That was I was literally about to say yeah. that, but I changed my mind. Toronto has been a good team all year. They got Fred VanVleet, who's finally a starter. He's averaging over twenty points a game. Kyle Lowry can snap at any moment. Pascal Siakam. I mean. Spicy P. Yeah, he's Kawhi reincarnated. Wait. Uh, <laughs> I'm not joking, bro. Pascal Siakam, um, Pascal Siakam in five years will be one of the best players in the NBA. And you can you can quote me on it now. I'm not joking. He's one of the good guys. Um, he does everything you want. He rebounds. He defends. He can shoot a jumper. And he can dunk on you at will. And he's lanky. Okay. He's yeah. tall, skinny, and lanky like Kawhi. I um, and I think in five years you'll see that. Um, but those three right there are enough to win the East. Serge Ibaka has a good – he's a 3 and D player when and you like need him. like 85 years old. Yeah, he's 85, but he can still play. He's better than Dwight. Um, Dwight who? Howard. He's oh. the starter. Oh, wow. Almost the starter for Los Angeles Lakers. He's the number one team I picked. JaVale's a starter. But, yeah, yeah, he starter. is. Yeah. JaVale has moments for the Washington Wizards where he runs down the court when he's on offense. Okay, I said um, he had a reason. Sorry. Okay? Um, not always um, been. Sorry, yeah. Okay, okay. He but, may be Shaq's full MVP, but he's he's getting buckets now. Yeah, but either way, East, that's my team. Um, in the West, I'm going to go with my own boys. You know, a team that's really surprised me this year, a team that I thought would be drafted in the lottery because they traded away all their superstars. So Oklahoma City found it. That's my favorite team. It is, man. That's my favorite team. They traded Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul, who I thought was dumb. They got a few draft picks out of it. Um, a few, man. They got a handful. They got two or three for Chris Paul, though. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, 
How, how is the Thunder? How is Oklahoma, Oklahoma City how Thunder done drinking? so far? Enough. They're doing. Okay. They're how? doing the seventh in the NBA, I think, in the West. Yeah. And and they'll definitely, I think, make the playoffs if they continue what they're doing. Shea Gilchrist Alexander is definitely a top five point guard in the future. I mean, the way he's putting on a show. I mean, he's averaging almost close to twenty five to thirty a game. He's playing defense. He has like a six foot five, six foot six wingspan. Um, can guard one through three positions on the court. And when you play three guards like we do with Dennis Schroeder, Chris Paul, and Shea, it's hard to defend us. It's hard to guard us, and it's hard to play um, offense against us because we can we can switch in almost every position. The only weak, weakness we have um, is power forward because we played Danny Gallinari at the power forward. Either. But I mean, another when you put, weakness when you put a slower, man. yeah. But when you put a, put a slower player on him, Danny Gallinari used three over forty percent for his career. Well, I mean, I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, in my opinion, I mean, Stephen Adams is top ten center in the league. Um, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, and I mean, I know we're gonna trade a few of those players before the deadline, more than likely. But I mean, if we kept the same team we keep right now. If we play a, if we play a Denver, or we play, you know, I don't even know who's second or third in the NBA right now in the West. It's bad. I mean, I mean, if we play Clippers, say Paul George or Kawhi, one of them isn't playing. We beat them without them so far. We beat the Clippers with Paul George and Lou Williams and everybody else at full strength, not Kawhi. But I really think they can make a noise in the NBA. And one thing that makes me excited about the NBA is All-Star Weekend. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, I mean, Dwight coming back. Superman. Yeah. Dwight gives me some memories of when Nate Robinson and him used to go head-to-head in um, the dunk competition, which was absolutely splendid. Um, the last good dunk contest was Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. But before that was Blake Griffin jumping over Kia. Oh, that was <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean Blake, Blake Griffin was hey, last. No, hey, don't worry. You, you see Dwight out there again. Yeah, Dwight's coming back, and Dude. I absolutely look forward to Taco Fall in the All Star game. Yeah, yeah. Do you really think that's gonna happen? I mean, the votes is how you decide, and he's like sixth or seventh. Now. Last time I checked, I mean, yeah, the odds of him being in it are you know extremely high. I mean, we all know Ice Trey's going to be in it. He's number one in the East. But, I mean, you know how they did the special editions last year with Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowinski? There's no players really retiring this year. That right. Major, Vince? So, I think they'll probably put Taco Fall and Alex Vin- so Vince it. Carter, man. Vince Carter's retiring. Vince Carter probably will be in it. You're, I'm not, yeah, now that you said that, yeah. Yeah, Vince, Vince is retiring. Aside yeah. from that, I don't think there's anyone giving their farewells this year that have announced it and made it public, so... I I'm 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 pumped, man. Just Dwight Howard alone being there is is exciting because I don't know if anyone saw this, but there was a a video that was on social media. It was on the Lakers social media's Twitter, Instagram, you name it, Um, and then you know was spread throughout different sporting platforms. But Dwight Howard can still kiss the rim, like that man still can get up. Like that guy's still gonna be able to put on a show in the dunk contest. Oh, so yeah. I am, I am ecstatic, man. I hope he brings out the red cape like he did in the Orlando Magic days and goes out there and just yams it. Yeah, dunking on a twelve foot goal. Um, I'm freaking 
I'm stoked. Yeah. I mean, that's the days I really remember watching the dunk contest was when him and Nate Robinson and all the younger guys were in it. Um, but now we look forward to it. Hey, and yeah. let's, let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, the, this, this all-star game. So we, we transitioned from going from in the previous years where it was East versus West to each, there was captains and they drafted a team. We haven't heard anything about captains this year. It looks like it's East versus West again. No, I think it's going to be captains. It's going to be, so Le- if it, it's going to be LeBron versus Giannis again. I hope it is. I like the captains. But you don't have Kevin Durant as the first round pick anymore. No. But here's here's the thing that excites me is you're gonna have you're gonna have a lot of play a lot of young guys in coming into this because I mean Luca's gonna be there, Trey's gonna be there, hopefully Taco Fall and my 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 dude over in in the West in L.A. Alex Caruso, that man needs to be in the dunk contest. If he's not, that, that dude, that dude gets up. That man, he may have the hairline of like a eighty year old man, but that dude can get up. But yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped for the All Star break. Pumped for this NBA season because we. We saw for many years it clearly being two teams, one team in the West, one team in the East, that you just you were pretty sure were going to make it to the NBA Finals. I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors um, were basically yeah, automatic. That's, that's because of Kevin DeBitch. <laughs> I mean, Golden State Warriors won a championship, championship before he got there. But. Yeah, but, I mean, once you add him, he was probably arguably the second best player in the NBA. Um, it's kind of a given, even though it's a cop out. When you're up three to one, you can't beat him. Who's but the first that, best that, player in the NBA? You going LeBron? No, oh, first best is LeBron. I don't care if he's ninety years old; he's the first best. But if I don't know, Kevin Durant's healthy. I think Kevin Durant's number one. No, LeBron all day. Okay, we'll Based, talk about Kevin Durant over That's LeBron. That's like if we had Michael Jordan still in the NBA, he's going to be the best. I don't care. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. With the same that. thing with LeBron. LeBron's the best in the NBA until he retires. I, hmm. His IQ, everything he's done for the sport. So you know, I, I, IQ goes a long way, but you talking about, so you're you're thinking even with performance. Yeah, he's averaging twenty a game. I mean, he's probably averaging eight rebounds. I don't know. I I don't I don't disagree with you, but I think there's a strong debate for Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean Giannis is up there too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Giannis is Giannis up there. Giannis is absolutely. Up but Giannis is in his prime. Giannis is definitely just not peeing right now. Yeah. No one's done. No one's done what LeBron is doing, though. I will say that yeah, no, no one has been LeBron. able. Yeah, no one has been. What is it? Eighteenth, seventeenth season. I think it's eighteenth. And he's still doing what he's doing. That's 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 unreal. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's playing unreal. at a high level. But uh, while we're while we're on that, so before we get off of this topic, talking just about guys that are old, who. Are still getting, still getting big minutes, big plays. I know Vince Carter is nowhere near what he once was, but he's kind of like he makes me makes me think of Blake Griffin. Now Blake Griffin's a lot younger than okay. Vince Carter, but Vin, when Blake also Griffin out came, the season. yeah, yes, but when Blake Griffin came into the NBA, he was known as just an athletic man that was that could go down there and 
dry the paint and yam it on anyone. He just literally relied on his athleticism. And that was a lot like Vince Carter when he came into the NBA. But his game has developed into a, you know, a passing three-point shooting. And he's shooting three, three ball at a high clip. He's transitioned his game to fit, you know, one, his, his ability. You know, he doesn't have the athleticism that he once did. And to fit the NBA, you know, the NBA's turned into more of a three three point game. He's he's adapted, and when it's the final stretches of a game, the Atlanta Hawks are putting him in because they know he's going to make big shots. So, just just another guy. He's forty two years old. I know this is his last season, but that dude's special. Played four decades. Oh yeah. Shout out to Vince Carter. Yeah, and and, and we want to hear from you guys going forward. The whole podcast is directed towards our viewers. We want to have a good time. Obviously, we've been drinking. We've been cutting up. I mean, obviously, the Atlanta Hawks suck. And yeah, we've been talking about we've that. We've had a good enough time <laughs> to where we could, you know, we could, we could talk about all yeah. this. And even and the ACC and the Big Ten need to go get a lie. But, but, you know, in our, in our realistic, you know, point of views, you know, we, we really want to hear from you guys. Like, we want to know, you know, what you guys think. We want to hear your input. Um <laughs> Hey, and to touch on that, this is the yeah. first podcast, so if it fucking sucked, <laughs> and it probably did, honestly. No, it's dude, the this was the podcast. best pod- if podcast. If this podcast sucked ass, please let us know because we're not going to stop even if it sucked. We're gonna we're gonna keep doing this thing, um, but please I, please let us let know. Give us let give us know your it feedback. sucked, man. Let us know it yeah. sucks. And, yeah. if, and if, busting it with the boys at gmail.com. Yeah, let us just, know. Ask us any questions if you know want to know what baby I like the more, little baby or the baby. Let me know. You know if it's about life. Yeah, um, yeah honestly, know. we're we're not we're not frowned upon straying away from what we're currently talking about sports wise. Like, if you have a question about anything, dude, we got it, man. And we, we, we will once, make... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, we want to do a mailbag segment. We really want to do oh, that to where, yeah, we, exactly. where we, take in, we take in some questions. Uh, and they literally literally can be whatever you want to ask. Like, if you want to ask if we wad up our toilet paper or fold it, I don't give a <laughs> damn. Like, just ask it. Like, we'll, we'll answer those questions. We're, we're, we're an open book out here. So ask us some questions, whatever it may be, controversial, not controversial, just bullshit. Give us a shout. We want to hear from you at – well, not at. But, well, you can look at our all of our social medias there, at Buzzing with the Boys, and that is B-U-Z-Z-I-N-T-H-E-B-O-Y-S. And it was supposed to be B-O-Y-Z, but, you know – Tony dropped the ball on that, but it's okay. We'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. Um, but yeah, give us a shout. You can reach for us sure, email. guys. I, you know, I, you know, we really need you guys to reach out to us and give you give us your opinion on what you think. Um, I know Jordan outside taking a piss because you know we he's had more than a couple drinks. Um, Steven and I are right here, and <laughs> hey. Hey, yes. Miller Lite, if you ever see this podcast, <laughs> Miller Lite, I just want to say this now. If I knew you, you ever would say this. see outside, this podcast, baby. I knew you would bring up Miller Lite. Please give us a sponsorship. I don't, I'm not asking for free beer, although if you want to give free beer, I'm hey, all for it. Free beer is always, always encouraged. Free but beer all, is yeah. not something we need. Hey, just I'm, the, hey if you want to demo already, us and you appreciate it, let me know. <laughs> buying Miller Lite next time we go live if we go live with video 
you will see a Miller Lite in my hand. I got a tall boy sitting next to me right now. Once, fine. once we get a hundred viewers, we'll show our face. Yeah, yeah, guys. If we no, if we can, if we can get some viewership going, seriously, we want to do a face reveal. But as of right now, as it stands, um, all of us are professionals. We all have we all have careers outside of this, obviously. So we're trying to keep it keep it low key. But if we can get this thing going to where it's a full time gig, by all means, guys, yeah, we may make this a career. But that's you know that's only up to you guys. Hey, and 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 in case you guys are interested, um, Tony does give out free mustache rides on the weekend. So I, I don't do that. I don't do if that. If that's don't. something you guys are looking out for, yeah. um, he makes tacos as well. It's only on it's only on Saturdays, guys. It's only on Saturdays, on one day a week. You know that way I can keep my revenue and my uh, profits up. Um, mustache yeah. rides are only on Saturday. <laughs> hey, hey, last thing we want to, last thing we want to say, man, uh, is you know I know it's Monday, but keep buzzing through the week. Yeah, keep keep it buzzing, boys. Like enjoy it, ladies, gentlemen. We enjoyed this podcast. It's it's always fun for us to get around and 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 chat. We do this without mics in front of us and a camera in front of us this is something we do on a regular basis so we thought we'd share it with other people hope you guys enjoyed it if you did enjoy it please please be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at buzzing with the boys and until next time it's been your boys we're out